Welcome to Ex Libris On Air and the stories behind the stories of today's literature and their authors. Greetings for Ex Libris On Air. This is J. Douglas Barker. The book is titled The Long Hunter. And joining me from Florida is the author E.P. Lewis. Welcome, sir, to the program. Thank you. Happy to be here. Well, the back of your book talks about this book being set in the 1700s. A young American long hunter, William McEwen, searches for his kidnapped family. That gets my attention immediately. And uh, it goes from there. Now, what's interesting to me about this, it talks about your personal history, at least your work history, if you want to call it work, or your career history. Uh, you were a designer of medical robots. And, um, you know, my first impression would be, well, this will be a science fiction novel, maybe. But you also have a passion for history. Tell me about this book, The Long Hunter, and uh, the setting, and all of the other details related to it. Well, uh, I, I originally got the idea for the book uh, from a, an obscure historical fact. Um, it, it was about uh, the American long rifle, and uh, essentially uh, what happened was the British didn't really know what was happening with these long rifles, which were being used to great effect by the Continental Army. Yes. So uh, they would uh, be explaining this to the Privy Council and the General Council in London, and they didn't believe it, that, that uh, a person could shoot somebody from over 200 yards away. So what they did was they kidnapped a couple of these riflemen and, and did send them to London to demonstrate uh, the efficacy of, of the American long rifles. Right. That's what that was the kernel of the idea. So what I did was uh, I created uh, this young character that lived in the western regions of the colonies. His name is William McEwen. And he accidentally shoots a young uh, Cherokee brave named Shadow Bear. And in so doing, they become friends. He doesn't, he doesn't kill him, obviously, but they become friends and and. What happens is William travels uh, south with Shadow Bear and uh, meets his family, Shadow Bear's family, at, at the Cherokee tribe. And while he's there, he falls in love with uh, Shadow Bear's sister, mm. Little Cornstalk. Mm -hmm. and, and, and therein is the love interest for William. So in all of this, uh, the British have been trying to get the, the, the Cherokee to side with them in the war, and they do. They actually do do that. So uh, in the interim, while William is at the Cherokee village, the Shawnee attack, and uh, he winds up in a big fight with them, along with the Cherokee Braves that he had befriended. And uh, after a while, he goes back home, but what happened was the Cherokee, when they ran off, they, they also attacked his homestead and they killed his father and sister. And the, his mother and the rest of the children in the family have disappeared. Hmm. So now William is in a search to try and 
try and find his family. You have almost 500 pages. That's a lot of thinking that goes into any novel, even if it's uh, 10 or 15 pages, if it's a story. For me, that would be a complicated process. 486 pages. You did some research. You have some basic foundations of fact in your book. Did you develop your characters before you began telling the story, or how did you outline this? Um, I definitely uh, developed the characters. I, I needed to have a young man um, who was going to go through all of this, this, this odyssey that, that takes him away, and uh, his family, the, uh, the people that are involved are all you know, good, they're all good people, and uh, just trying to eke out a life in the West. Uh, as an example, uh, William's mother, Elspeth, was uh, an indentured servant early on in, in her life, and she meets Ian McEwen, and they, they get married and have a family, but they move West, and uh, they're really on on the very edge of the colonies there. So, the rest of the characters just kind of fell in place. It's almost as if the story told itself. Mm. That's the way it felt for me anyway. Now, do you think Um, the the reader is going to be carried along in a conversational style of uh, of your writing, or or how would you describe your writing? Is it uh, fast-paced, exciting? Uh, I don't know what uh, would be the best way to describe it to get people interested, but how would you describe it? Well, uh, hopefully it's a very richly described uh, tale, uh, you know, which which gives you a good idea of what the people ate and how they lived, things they wore, uh, uh, the people that they interfaced with, the Indians that they interfaced with. It was... Uh, it was an interesting idea for me. So I, what I wanted to do was to also present some historical facts. In fact, many, many of the characters in the book are genuine historical figures. Beautiful. Beautiful. And how long did it take, Peter? You, you again, have 486 pages. I have had some authors with even 10 or 15, you know, maybe 20 or 30 pages. It takes them years. <laughs> did this take years? Uh, you've always desired to be a, a writer and an author. How long did this one take? It, it did take me two years. It took two years. Well, that's not a long time at all. Well, I was, I was working as well, but I'm a very busy type of person so you know I always like to keep doing things and when I get hooked on something I really really tend to go at it do you think your audience is uh, an older audience or would a younger say a teenager or a young college age uh, I guess that age probably would work well for you if it was to be um, made into a movie or a serial of some type uh, would you describe this as uh, PG G R-rated how would oh. you describe it well, it's it's certainly readable for anyone of the age of thirteen up. Beautiful. I mean, uh, there's really no foul language in it. This is, you know, we're, we're talking about dialogue that was uh, 
you know, from the seven, late 1700s. Well, you can't have everything. People you know. were very polite to one another. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good thing. I wish they would rein, reinvent that for today's generation. Uh, you're, you, you have had a, a, uh, an interesting career in the past, and uh, does anything about your... You know your current, um, I'll say, occupation, preoccupation with robots and other things. Has that interested you in perhaps pursuing something in the science fiction area? Um, well, I have not written anything in that in that genre, but I am writing a, a new book now, which takes place in the present time, and it's it's more or less a, a comedy, and it's relatively <laughs> short. And uh, I'm just completing that book now. That's fabulous. Uh, you had mentioned, I think, in your bio that you were looking forward or looking toward retirement, and that's why becoming an author or sharing your creativity became something that uh, you wanted to pursue. Uh, are you still, are you retired yet uh, as and, and a full-time or a, a pursuing author, or how would you, uh, what's your current status? Now, I'm, I'm currently working full-time, and I'm, I'm uh, 71 years old. Uh, the company that I work for is a very, very good company, and they just don't want me to leave. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice thing. <laughs> nice thing to have happen. Your, your, your character's in The Long Hunter. One thing that some authors do, did you leave the ending of your story? Did you leave it sort of open that you could maybe reflect back or revisit the characters maybe in another setting in the future? Well, actually, my desire was to make a trilogy of, of uh, William's adventures. Hopefully, uh, that's, that's the way it will work out. And I, did, uh, I have begun a second book it's called uh, In the Shadow of the Bear. But, uh, yes, I, I really do feel that, that this is something I, I, I just have a, a real desire uh, I have had for many, many years uh, to see my to see my work in print, beautiful, and hopefully uh, something, write something that people will enjoy and maybe get a little education from. Phenomenal. Do you have uh, maybe because you've described this as an adventure, and I'm sure there's some action scenes in here. Is there one action scene that me as a reader am going to look at and go, "Wow, that's memorable"? I don't want to. I don't think I'll ever forget that one. Yes. Yes, I believe there is a scene that, that at least I have a great affection for this particular scene. And, that, and that's when uh, William is, is being brought to London. He's on the ship. And uh, Admiral Howe, uh, the brother of uh, General Howe, is also on the ship. And he's very curious about the rifle. And so he asks William if he'd be willing to demonstrate this rifle um, to his uh, crew and and his other officers, which William does. They put out a boy, and uh, the boy drifts out. It's over 200 yards. Mm-hmm. And just as the boy is, is out there on the ocean, and, and they're telling him, you know, you know, if you can hit that, let's see you do it. And what happens is a, a gannet, a bird, lands on top of a the boy and the crew of the British ship, uh, they start shouting, you know, well, hit the bird because they don't believe that he could hit the boy. 
So they're all like, well, why don't you shoot the bird? You know, yeah, shoot the bird. And the boat is rocking. William has got his rifle, and he lines up, and boom, he hits the bird. Wow. Which completely silenced the boat, the, the ship that he's on. <laughs> they're all flabbergasted. So for me, that was a that was a very a very important scene. One thing about your book, again, you it is an adventure and historical novel to some some uh, at some level. Was there a moral of the story that maybe popped to the surface? Not all authors want to tell a story that has a moral to it, but uh, was there anything related to that that might have uh, occurred as you completed this? Well, I think the the moral. For the story is the the general character of my protagonist and and the people that supported him and his family and so forth they're all very respectful and and they believe in you know the bible and uh they're they're just very very good people and and this is also kind of a coming of age, you know, for William because he suddenly has to become a man, and and that's very very much to life, you know. It's something we all go through to some degree, mm. lesser or greater. His unfortunately is uh, both dangerous and and truly adventuresome uh, in order to. Uh, in order to complete what he needed to do, which was find and, and save his family. You've described this as a highlighting of individual struggles of the Western pioneers on a very personal basis, how they lived, fought, died for their own dream of acquiring a small piece of land in which to raise a family and live in peace. And uh, there are a lot of people, a lot of individuals in our world today that would love that opportunity. This will highlight what they went through to get and uh, bring this country into its uh, into its birth. The uh, it's a historical novel. Uh, any yeah. challenges that you didn't foresee when you began this that you had to overcome? Well, I think uh, you know I felt as though I had enough information, at least uh, historical information, because I've read many many books, research books, and so forth. Um, and I I I thought uh, well you know. I think I've got all the information I need. Well, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to admit, um, as I developed the characters and I brought other characters in, even even the Indians, uh, the Cherokee chiefs and the Shawnee chiefs, Tenskwatoway and Blackfeather, Dragging Canoe, these are all real characters in history. Hmm. So in, in that, I found that my... Uh, my initial research really wasn't sufficient. <laughs> so I would have to continually educate myself about all of these things happening and how they interacted with, with each other, uh, you know, through the historical uh, records. So. And it's a hum- human story, one that everybody can relate to. I, I love the the way you've described it. 455 pages is an amazing undertaking for a first-released novel, the title of which is The Long Hunter. My guest author, E initial, P initial, Lewis. Peter, where do we get copies of this? 
Um, well, it's available on Amazon, also from Ex Libris, my publisher, as well as Barnes & Noble. And have you developed a website at this point, or is it in the works? No, I have, I have a website. I also have a uh, Facebook page, um, and it, it explains a little bit about myself, and obviously it promotes the book, hopefully promotes the book. Uh, to anyone who would be interested. I've, I've gotten some very good feedback on it, so I'm, I'm really happy about that. And most importantly, it was a real learning experience. I mean, I, I, that, that's the takeaway that I'm, I'm going with this particular book. Oh, fantastic. I'm sure I can do better in my, in my future <laughs> writing, but, but this was a real learning experience, and I was happy to get it. Fabulous. Most creative people always look back on what they've uh, done and hope to do better in the next uh, next uh, project they try to accomplish. I'm in that category, unfortunately. Your website is the longhunterephewis.com, and uh, they can do a search under E.P. Lewis or The Long Hunter, I think, in the social media area and find you there as well. Thank you for joining me and sharing your story. Well, you're most welcome, my uh... I appreciate your your interest. Well, my pleasure. Look forward to visiting with you again for Ex Libris on Air. This is Jay Douglas Barker.